everyone. Welcome back to another episode of 90 and 60 Plus, episode 49. Coming at you guys, my name is Christian. And a week before the Premier League, Bundesliga, and Ligon kick off, we are here to preview all those leagues on top of transfers and who knows what else in this episode, guys. But I'm joined with my three co-hosts for the week. We got Chris. What's up, y'all? We got Excited. Aldo. What in the world is up, y'all? And last but not least, we got Saul. Yo. All right, guys, before we get to talking about football, how y'all doing? How was y'all's week? Y'all have any weekend plans coming up? Uh, how's life? Yeah, life's good. Just looking around for new places to move into. School's coming up soon, too. Uh, but most importantly, the Premier League is back this weekend. Dude, I imagine no one's as happy as you, Chris. For someone that loves club football and despises international football, even though there wasn't any international tournaments this summer, really. But man, I can't imagine how happy you are to have the Premier League back. Oh yeah, dude, it's been a while. It's been a long summer without club football, so it's going to be exciting to see how all these transfers mesh together with their new teams. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that the school is coming up, Chris, but for me, bro, it's ending. I'm at the tail end, finals week of my summer semester. Bro, these eight weeks kicked my ass, but I'm glad it was all over. I mean, it was worth it, you know, 12 credits in eight weeks. That's not bad, but yeah, That's only get two weeks of break after <laughs> first for fall semester, so kind of screwed, but it is what it is. Bro, this whole summer was weird for me. I mean, it's a World Cup year, and... There's no World Cup in the sun, so it was just weird. But very happy that club football is coming back. So just like Chris, I'm pretty excited for that too. Yeah, see, I'm the same boat as this guy's, you know, just happy for club football to be back. All right, guys, so let's get right into it. Let's get right into the football chat. Uh, before we get into previews for the upcoming leagues this weekend, do you all want to talk about transfers or some of the – Super Cup competitions that already took place last weekend. So I'll just throw it to y'all and see where, where we should start this week. Bro, I gotta, I, I'll start it off. You know, uh, we talked about this a little bit before, but, you know, a big transfer surprise, surprise. I think, I don't know if you, but I know to me especially, because I was pretty high on on this guy, but Ricky Pooch to uh, LA Galaxy, just, in my opinion, one of the oddest transfers i'd say the strangest transfer in this transfer window so far yeah man i agree 22 years old bro and playing in the mls but man i don't know i think he could have dealt with a bigger club in europe but nevertheless you know big fan of this guy wish him nothing but success i'll definitely be catching la galaxy games when they come over here to denver to play the rapids but honestly bro with in my opinion i think ricky puge will be the most technical player in mls uh, and that's saying a lot with the quality of players that they have in the league now, but I really do think this guy has a future ahead of him. I don't see him staying in the MLS. I hope he can come back to Europe after his stent stateside, but only time will tell, man, and I'm excited because it'll bring a lot more eyes to this league, which keeps on growing and growing, but yeah, there's that, and speaking of Barcelona, don't know if you saw, this is kind of fresh, man, but uh, supposedly we're offering three players to Chelsea we're offering Depay, Obama Yang, and De Young. Um, I don't know if that's all to lure Curcurea to Barcelona. Um, if it is, then don't know how I feel about that. We do need a left back, but at the expense of three players, I don't know how I feel about that, man. <laughs> what about you guys? I, I don't think they're offering because 
I think it's just um, they're trying to lower the wage bill as well. I mean, Obama Yang, I kind of understand because he, he right now he's on pretty low wages, but next year supposedly his wages are going to jump and he's going to be one of the top earners at Barca, so I understand him. The pie, I understand as well. You know, there's no space in our attack room. You know, we have plenty of stuff there, and also he doesn't really have a a position here, like his position at Barca doesn't exist, you know. He hasn't been consistent. They'll play a left wing striker, and then you know, they'll show glimpses, but he'll he, he never he doesn't really have a spot where he'd be like, Yeah, that's where he should be starting. And then Frankie de Jong, I mean, it's no surprise there, they're trying to get rid of him because of his high wages, you know, no surprise there. Uh, 21, I think they just want to get rid of him, and you know, the the more uh, clubs interesting, the better for Barca because of a bidding war. But you don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Uh, De Jong has only had uh, rumors from Man United and Chelsea. I would have think, I would have thought PSG, maybe Juventus, maybe Man City were always in the race for him. But I feel like this Man United saga with him has been going on all summer. And all of a sudden, Chelsea comes with the interest links. So I don't know where he'll go. But I thought he would be on everyone's radar this summer, especially if he was available. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the saga's been going on for so long for the young. I'm quite annoyed with it. Um, But yeah, now, Chelsea has been in talks, what, for last couple weeks. I guess now they're intensifying a bit more. But yeah, it's just been going on and on. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Chris, you mentioned PSG there. Not sure if you guys saw Renato Sanchez joining the club, dude. I've been telling y'all, PSG has been making really smart, strategic signings this window, and I think Renato Sanchez is a great addition. Obviously, they offloaded Wijnaldum to Roma to make way for Sanchez, but hey, it's a young player. It's a player that can play well in the midfield and has experience in Champions League football. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited to see how, if in any way, he can mesh into that midfield and, I don't know, possibly push PSG close to the Champions League title. I know that's asking a lot for a young player, but let's not forget, uh, five years ago, this guy was touted as one of the great youngsters in Europe and kind of had a downfall, but slowly picking it back up. So, I don't know, maybe PSG is the right move for him in this career. I just wanted to shout that out real quick. Yeah, man. And, uh, sorry, so... Uh, but just from PSU too, I mean, going the other way, uh, Georgino Wijnaldum going on to Roma for, for loan. Uh, you know, that's kind of, I think that's a good move for both him and the Roma and everyone involved. So kind of see, kind of excited to see what he does in Syria with, you know, Jose Mourinho over there. Yeah, I was just going to say about PSG, you know, I think I've said this in another podcast, but I've always said that, um, all they needed was a proper uh, director of football, a sporting director, pretty much, and you know they would uh, they'd be making good signings and they'd be moving in towards the right direction in, in no time. But yeah, although bringing up Roma brings an interesting point, he did. Roma is making some good moves. I mean, when you're all done, and then you also think about Dybala and. You know, they Matic. might. I'm not saying they do. Yeah, Matic, but I'm not saying they do. But they do. I do think they have a very interesting front three of Nicolo Sanolio, 
Sanolio, uh, Tammy Abraham, and Dybala. Um, some would argue it's the best in the best front three in Serie A. I think it's up for interpretation, but uh, not, nonetheless, I think it's very, very interesting what Roma has done, and I think they could possibly making a making a push for top four with all the transfer business they've done. Yeah, another team I want to shout out real quick is Nice. Not sure if you guys saw, but they've been making a few big signings this week. Uh, they got Casper Schmeichel from Leicester, and oh boy, Leicester, that's a whole other conversation. I feel real bad for them with how their business has gone, but now they signed Schmeichel, new goalkeeper, and they also signed free agent. Uh, apparently, contract was terminated between Juventus and Aaron Ramsey, so he'll be making his way to France, and hopefully he can revive his career. Didn't really do a lot for um, Rangers and the later stages of the season last time, last go-around, but yeah, hopefully he can revive his career as well, similar to other players that are heading to France. So I'm excited to see Nice next season. Maybe we can finally see a challenge with PSG and some other clubs in Ligue 1. Uh, it's a Farmers League. I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, we saw PSG beat... Would they play this, like, last weekend for the French Super Cup? It was not... Nantes, yeah. yeah. What they thumped them five one or something like that. Yeah, bro. I mean, Sergio Sergio Ramos scoring a back heel. Y'all see that? I think last year proved um just how weak of a league league on was because um it was the worst PSG side we've seen in a while. You know the Pochettino just couldn't figure it out, and they still won the league comfortably by fifteen points. I mean, I think if my, if anyone, well, not not. I, I mean, we've seen other years. You know, Lil won it and other stuff. But last year was proof to me that it's just PSG's league. I mean, dude, they were tying, losing a couple games, and yet they were still fifteen points ahead. So I don't think anyone will be challenging them anytime soon. Yeah. Well, from one. Um... Farmers Super Cup to another, the DFL Super Cup. Actually, I don't. I shouldn't call it a Farmers Super Cup. It was a. It was kind of entertaining. A uh, five-three to Bayern Munich against RB Leipzig. At one point, uh, it looked like Leipzig was dead in the waters, but they came back with a few goals, uh, thanks to Christopher and Kunku getting an assist, getting a goal and a penalty. But no, at one point I think it was four to three, something like that, and then Bayern just. Uh, sped off to the races. Leroy Sané with a beautiful goal, taking on the last defender and goalkeeper to seal the victory. So yeah, uh, if any, if this match was anything to go by as far as how the Bundesliga will go this season, similar to PSG, bro, it's Bayern's league and it's theirs to lose. Although teams like Leipzig and Dortmund have strengthened and have looked good in recent years, I think they're still miles behind teams like Bayern. The well, crazy thing is I think... Dortmund has actually reinforced themselves really well. They've made really good signings. But the thing is, I do I don't trust the coach. I don't think he's the right coach to lead them forward. Um and I ultimately think that's what's gonna cost them the title. I may be completely wrong and look like a complete idiot at the end of the season when we're reviewing this, but I just I don't trust their coach. I don't think he's the right coach that would lead them forward. But if they had a better coach, I I'd say they'd be challenging Bayern for the title. Because they've made some really, really good signings. All right, and then from one or another 
uh, Super Cup that I want to touch on real quickly before we get to the Community Shield because there's a lot I want to talk about for that. But similar score. No, actually the exact same score. But this time it was the underdog prevailing, in my opinion. PSV beating Ajax 5-3. to And I know we don't really talk about the Eredivisie or the Dutch League as one of the top five leagues in Europe. But if you're looking for great young talent, and honestly, I'll tune into Ajax uh, PSV, Ajax Feyenoord, PSV Feyenoord, you know those high-tempo games. I'm always entertained. I'm never disappointed. And this game, although I didn't watch it live, but the highlights were pretty entertaining. And yeah, obviously Ajax were stripped of most of their squad and PSV lost key players and Mario Goza, for example. But no, nah, pretty entertaining game. Back and forth uh, from a local regional standpoint, you know, we got to see the likes of Edson Alvarez, Gutierrez, and there's another young Mexican-American player for PSV who... Oh, Richard Ledesma. Yeah. And then um, Xavi Simmons <laughs> scoring the last goal in the game for PSV. Beautiful finish. So, yeah, the PSV, bro, I'd look out for them. Maybe with IX being stripped of all their good players from last season, they can finally challenge and get back to the top of the air division. Yeah. It was a good game, especially though. Ajax is, I think it was their third goal, Mohamed Kudos. Did you see that? Yeah, dude, that was nice. Dude, that was a beauty. That goal was beautiful. All right, Chris, you want to tell us what happened with Man City and the Community Shield? Yeah, sure. Uh, so the Community Shield was this uh, past weekend between Manchester City and Liverpool. Liverpool won the game 1-0, I believe. Uh, Man City did have a few chances in the end there, but they didn't put him away, especially that Haaland chance. He was through on goal. The keeper was nowhere to be seen, and he hit the crossbar, and it went over. And it just wasn't their game. Man City didn't look good. De Bruyne didn't look good. Haaland didn't look good. But I have full confidence that this squad will put together the performances when it counts. He lost 3-1, Chris. Just saying. 3-1? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know about you guys, but I feel... I don't know. The football world is weird because we saw Darwin Nunez miss all these chances in preseason, and we saw everyone already label him as a flop. And then after this game, we see Holland miss a sitter, and everyone's labeling him a flop. But I think we just had to give these players time. I don't think Holland especially will adapt very quickly to Pep's system, but no, overall, it's a good game. You know, it's uh, I think it's safe to say these are the two best teams in England, and seeing them go head to head with each other with their new signings uh, implemented into the squad was very entertaining. I was actually very surprised by Julian Alvarez the fact that he got the goal at the end. He looked like he had the killer instincts in the box, you know, something you would expect from Holland, but nevertheless, City was able to pull one back, and then afterwards, I think after Liverpool conceded the penalty, that's when it started to go downhill for them, and. Yeah, obviously Salah put it away comfortably. Nunez scored in stoppage time. And yeah, I think uh, it's going to be, well, this match is going to dictate how the Premier League will go this season. You know, these two teams going back and forth and who will come up on top. I have no idea, but you know, I'm here for the ride. And if it's as entertaining as this game was, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think yet again, it's going to be another season of Man City and Liverpool fighting for the title. I don't think Chelsea's up there yet. Um, I think they're the closest to these teams, but I think they need 
a little bit more reinforcements up top, especially. Yeah, for me, just quickly, I think the biggest thing was um, was Holland. He was not. He was. He wasn't part of the preseason until the last game versus Bayern Munich, and I think that's what really uh, kind of messed them up. You know, their chemistry's not there yet. Uh, they haven't meshed well yet, and I think I think uh, Holland starting this game was a mistake by Pep, in my opinion, as he hasn't had time to mesh with his uh, with his teammates yet. And I mean, you could see that. I mean, Holland was making a lot of good runs, but you know, I think City is used to playing without a striker so much that. They don't even look for those runs anymore, and when they do come, they're just not used to it, so they're not ready to make the pass. I mean, I think I saw it a bit with Man City where Holland would make the run, and then, you know, they were just a bit hesitant because when they saw it was open, they, they like, hesitated, and then they were like, oh. So I think I think it's just going to take time, but I do think, I do agree with you. I do think they'll be fine, Chris. Nah, they both flops. I don't care what you say. <laughs> even if you're coming in from freaking... Uh, preseason you can't miss a goal or a chance like Holland did you just can't so flops I'm, all around I'm not excusing that I'm just saying it's going to take longer for them to match but that'll, he'll, he'll score goals he'll be fine I think it's funny how we all sit here and criticize missed opportunities like that but bro we've all been there we've all had a sweaty ball squared over and then we've hit it just too far underneath the ball and it goes sailing over the crossbar but yeah, yeah, that's bro, a... I've never had that happen to me. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but those guys are professionals, bro. They train every day. They get their their freaking um oh man, just like that one TikTok. They get oh. massaged every day. They get the best food. They get the best. Bro, uh, I have that one saved. Yeah, yeah, it's like, in Spanish. Like, right? like, yeah, like andan en Spain, por arriba. Se entrenan todos los días. Anoche durmieron. You know why? Like, I'm not sure <laughs> no, I don't know the context behind it. The context, I believe, this is what I've seen is that it was after, uh, I think it was about uh, Eric Garcia playing. He like, kept fucking up, and I think the guy made it because of that. Uh, that makes it sense because at the yeah, that makes sense because then he's like, "La concha de tu madre," and only, only as far as I know, only Spanish people. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, as far as I know, only Spanish people say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah, the perfecto, perfecto. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. No, but we, we've all dude, been there, but yeah, they're okay. professionals, and we just expect more out of them. It was a pretty good nah. miss, though, dude. Personally, yeah. I'd never miss that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all, so... Let's get into what we want to consist most of the podcast about this week, y'all. We're going to preview the leagues to start up this weekend, which are the two Farmers Leagues and the Bundesliga and the Ligue 1, and the most prestigious one in all of Europe, maybe even the world, the Premier League. But let's start with one of the Farmers Leagues, guys. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that we know who's going to come out on top, but just for con- continuity reasons, we'll, we'll give it a shot. So where do y'all want to start, in France or in Germany? I'd say France. Let's get that one over with. I'll really be quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. PSG to finish bottom of the table and get relegated, right? <laughs> Are you stupid, eh? No. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Maybe 5,000 bucks that PSG wins it. I'll bet I don't know, dude. 5,000? 5,000 bucks, I'll bet that PSG wins it. 
I don't know, dude. Right now they're sitting in 15th, only two spots away from relegation. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I agree with you guys. Another year, another tri- trophy for PSG. Uh, they kept the front three together, Mbappe, Neymar, Messi. And only with a year more of experience under the belt, you know, there's there's going to be more fluidity between the three of them up top. And then new signings like Sanchez, Vieira, uh, driving them in midfield. I think it's safe to say it's it's their competition. But y'all don't see anyone like maybe Marseille or Lyon, maybe Monaco, uh, that have strengthened this summer that will push them close to a title challenge? Or do you guys think they're going to blow the league by 15 points like they did last season? Bro, to even consider that is disrespectful. That is just, no, that is blasphemous, as Stephen A would say. To think that one of these teams will challenge PSG is blasphemy. That's just, it's not, it's not going to happen. As Kanye West said, not going to happen. Yeah, bro. I don't know what's, I don't know what kind of magic PSG does, but they lose, dry every game, and they are still like 13, 15 points ahead. Makes no sense. All right, just for... Uh, the, other, the other thing, too, quickly, is it looks like this coach they got actually knows how to deploy their front three. He knows how to use Messi and whatnot, so that's another thing. All right. So should we even attempt to see who finishes, I don't know, positions two through five so we can determine the Champions League, Europa, and Conference League places, or do you guys just want to move on? I mean... We can say it just, just for laughs, you know, for shits and giggles. Yeah. All right, I'll start off because this will be just be quick. I really think Monaco are going to be finishing second. I think they've strengthened the most out of, you know, the class that follows under PSG. And then either probably Lyon, Marseille. And I would beg, or I would bet on Nice to finish at least in the Conference League position in fourth, maybe fifth. But, yeah, I think Monaco will come closest. Yeah, I'm going to say maybe Lille is up there, too. I know they won the league, was it last season or two seasons ago? Two seasons Um, ago, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Leon is always up there. Maybe Nice can be up there this season. So just to confirm, Chris, you're going with, uh, who did you say to finish second? Lille? Uh, actually, I'll go Leon and then Lil. Actually, right. hold on, because <laughs> I agree that Monaco has been signing some big names. All right, so I'm going uh, Leon, Monaco, then Lil, in fourth. Although Saul, either of you guys care to chime in or not really. I'm being honest, I'm looking at the transfers each club's done to try and decide. I mean, I went with Monaco yeah. to finish second just because I think Minamino is the best signing that any team outside of PSG made. I mean, there's rumors with Alexis Sanchez to Marseille. Lyon signed that Ajax left back, uh, Tagliafico. Mentioned that um, Nice signed Schmeichel and Ramsey, so I think they'll be up there. Who finished the second Marseille. last year? Marseille. Yeah, last year was PSG, Marseille, Monaco, Rennes, and Nice. Ooh, dude, Lyon's made some, I mean, decent transfers. They've gotten Tagliafico, Lacazette, and Poliso. 
Oh yeah, I forgot about those two boys returning back to to Leon. Yeah, and then they also got a couple youngsters. Bro, screw it. They should just they, complete it. They should sign Samuel and Titi, get him back as well. But look, if um if Marseille finished second last year and all they've done is uh reinforce themselves, I don't see why they wouldn't finish second again. I mean, they got they got who did they get? They got they got Milik, Jonathan Kloss. They got Nuno Tavares from Arsenal. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a back Marseille to finish second, and then I think after them will be. Well, I'm gonna go with Lyon, and then fourth will be. Uh, fourth or fifth, I think it could be. Uh, I'm gonna go with either Nice or Monaco. I say they'll flip flop. It'll be fourth and fifth will be in between those two. Not bad shouts. I'm actually, I'm going to go PSG winning it. Newly promoted. Newly promoted. Ahatsio coming back with a vengeance. Is that the team but, that yeah, Vasquez is playing for? No. I don't think it's that. Oh, no, that's, 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 that's the French, or that's the Italian league. Never mind. Yeah. No, Hatsio was the one on the trap, nigga. That one time. When he was playing in France. Oh, yeah. But, um, I mean, PSG. I, I'm actually going to stick with the same front three. I mean, top three. Uh, but I'm going to go with PSG, Monaco, Marcel, then Lyon, and then Nice. Nice, nice. All right, that's too much time we spent on Liga. Let's move over to the Bundesliga, y'all. <laughs> All right. Again, I think it's safe to say that Bayern will comfortably win the title this season, um, unless one of you guys disagree and think maybe uh, a team like Frankfurt, Dortmund, or um, Leipzig will push them close, maybe even challenge. But I don't think any of you guys will say that, <laughs> unless I'm wrong. I think no, Dortmund I think that... will... Dang. Oh, you think Dortmund? I actually thought Leipzig would be putting up more of a challenge. Well, I, I think Dortmund because, you know, they got Sebastian Saller left nut now, so. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I, I laughed so hard on the, on the group chat that day when you when you sent that all, though. <laughs> oh, and they well, got to dip it in gold and put it in their, in their trophy <laughs> cabinet. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude! One of the few occasions where I put LOL and I actually laughed out loud. <laughs> oh shit! Ah, but... No, but uh, no, seriously. I mean, good luck to him. I I did hear the reports where apparently it uh, came out as malignant. So thoughts of praise go out to him because that's not an easy thing to go through. But I I still think Dortmund's gonna be pushing in al- along with Leipzig, Chris. To give you credit there. I think Leipzig will be pushing it, uh, buying there along with Dortmund. But I already said it. If Dortmund had a better coach, I'd back them too. I wouldn't necessarily say win, but I say they would give a lot more of a challenge. But I don't not trust their coach at all. All right, so Bundesliga positions one through four get Champions League football. Fifth place gets Europa. Sixth place gets Conference League. So just to quickly give my opinion, I'm going Bayern to finish first. Dortmund to finish second. I do think they'll they won't be that far behind. I think minimum of nine points. 
<laughs> and that's kind of being flattering to, to Dortmund. But no, they did strengthen a lot. But obviously we've seen in the past when teams sign so many players and try to mesh them all together too quickly, it almost never works out. So I do see them going through a bit of a growing pain. I have Leipzig third, Frankfurt fourth. Uh, and honestly, fifth and sixth, I really don't put much thought into. Maybe Mucin Gladbeck and Leverkusen to round it out. But yeah, those are my predictions. Yeah, I would go with Frankfurt fourth. Then Dortmund third, Leipzig second, and uh, Bayern first. Farmers League. Hey, which Bayern? Munich or Leverkusen? Bayern 1860. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's the second division. <laughs> They're going to win it. They're going to win it. <laughs> Oh, man. They, how long have they been uh, out uh, in, outside of the top flight in Germany? In Germany, a couple seasons. Yeah, a couple. I don't remember seeing them like recently at all. They might have rebranded, and I might be completely wrong. But oh, dude, they're in third division. They're in third. Holy crap! Oh. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah, third division. Well, Chris, for me, it's exactly the same as as Chris. So you got Bayern, Leipzig, Dortmund, Frankfurt. No, sorry, other other way around. Sorry, Bayern, Dortmund, Leipzig, Frankfurt. Gotcha. Well, you said Bayern, Dortmund, Leipzig, Frankfurt. Correct. Cool. Cool. Oh, look at this. It turns out uh, 1860 Munich haven't been in the Bundesliga since the 2003-2004 season. Damn. 2004 season? Yeah. 2003-2004? Yeah. Dang, they're going for three, uh, 20 years. Yeah, and Two then decades. they've even gone as low as uh, the fourth division. They were in the fourth division in 2017-2018, and then they got to the third division 2018-2019. And they finished they, they finished in fourth place the last three years, so they might be getting promoted here soon, eh? Ooh. What do they do, man? Yeah, but uh, my prediction, I'd say Bayern first. I'd say Le- Leipzig second, just because I don't trust Dortmund's coach, and I say Dortmund third. Fourth, I'd go with Leverkusen. Fifth, fifth, um, damn. I say fifth and sixth is going to be a flip flop between Frankfurt and Mönchengladbach. Oh damn! Never mind. <laughs> I say, I say Frankfurt finishes up there, and then, yeah, it's good. I just looked at last year's table, and Union Berlin qualified for Europe, and so do. So, you know what, put a year, Union Berlin and Frankfurt, they'll finish 5th and 6th. All right, sorry, I was writing all that down. 
All right, so Bundesliga, guys, kicks off tomorrow, actually, Friday the 5th. Uh, we have Europa League champions, Eintracht Frankfurt, taking on Bayern Munich, champions of last season. And then going back to Liga, uh, that kicks off tomorrow as well. So Friday the 5th, Lyon versus Ahasio. Is that how you say it, Aldo? Yeah, Ahasio. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. But, um, yeah, uh, not too many exciting matches over the weekend for Liga. Bundesliga, we got Dortmund and Leverkusen on Saturday, so that should be a good one. And moving on to the most prestigious competition, guys, I think this is what most of our listeners tune in for. And if it goes anything like it did last season, man, oh man, we're really horribly wrong with our Premier League predictions, but we're going to go at it again, see if we can have more luck this time around. And for Premier League, uh, similar to the Bundesliga, first through fourth get Champions League football, fifth gets Europa, and sixth gets Conference. So... Who wants to start? Who wants to give the predictions first? I'll go first. Ooh, I can get to City, City <laughs> Liverpool, Chelsea. That's what he's going to say. No, Chelsea's not in that combo yet. I think it is always up to Liverpool. You just, Man City. you just said that they were the closest. To they were the closest, the but they're not yet title contenders. So they'll be third. You can put that there in third. That's Chelsea what I third. just said. <laughs> <laughs> I just said City, Liverpool, Chelsea. Um, yeah, it looks like Man City lost Sterling. They lost Jesus. And uh, Liverpool lost Mane. They did replace them with big names. But I think maybe this one's tough. I got to say Man City first because Haaland is just uh, up there. He's up there with Mbappe with the up-and-coming talents of... Uh... Yeah, he's up there when he hits the crossbar. <laughs> and uh, Alvarez also is looking good in preseason. I'm going to say Liver- Man City first, Liverpool second, Chelsea third. I'm going to go for Arsenal fourth, Spurs fifth, and Man United all the way in the back. At sixth. Are you going to be like that, eh? Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's just watch. Just watch. All right, I'll, I'll go after Chris then. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go with Liverpool. I think Liverpool are going to win this year solely because I don't trust. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I think it's going to take too long for Man City to mesh. Uh, and I also don't think the production of Holland and Alvarez will be able to cover the production of Raheem Sterling and uh, and and Gabby Jesus. I just don't think the production is going to be matched, and I just don't I just don't think it'll be matched. And for that reason, I think Liverpool will win the title. Second, I see City third. Third. I'm going to go with Arsenal in third place and then Tottenham in fourth. I think Chelsea will finish in fifth. And then sixth place will be will be interesting, to say the least, because there's a lot of clubs that will fight for that. But I'm looking right now, and apparently sixth place doesn't equate to anything, so I, should, I don't no need to say we'll, we'll finish in sixth. All right, I'll go next because it's very similar to Saul yeah. I agree with Liverpool. I think they're more hungry after losing out on the title last season by one point. So I think this season they're going to bounce right back and 
like Saul just mentioned, it'll take Holland a little bit to get up and going. But Liverpool, they can just slot in Firmino, Diaz, or Jota in the in the number nine position when Nunez isn't firing, and they'll be just fine. So with that, City will finish second. And I agree with Saul with Arsenal to finish third. I think they are the team outside of City and Liverpool that's strengthened the most this summer. And I think they're really going to push for that third place position. Fourth place, I can see Spurs finishing there, but I think it's between Spurs and Chelsea. But honestly, another year of Conte and signings that backed him in the summer. I'm going to back Spurs. I think they finished fourth. And man, it's so harsh to say fifth and sixth are up in the air between Chelsea and United because obviously United finished fifth last season. And for them to stay in that same position or even digress is, you know, a little bit of a slap in the face to Ten Hag and that young project. But again, it takes time for a coach to implement a system, implement his tactics and get new players acquainted to his football. So I do think we're going to see a bit of a regression and Chelsea will finish fifth and United will finish sixth. Wait, does sixth place actually equate for anything? Is it, is it conference the conference league? league? Is the, really, the thing I'm looking at, does it just says first place to fifth? All right, okay, quickly, I'll say sixth place. Uh, sixth place, uh, you know what, I'm going to go with the shocker here. I'm going to go with Newcastle finishes in sixth place. I don't see United finishing your, your places. I just don't think yeah. they practically... Starting with the same squad, except it's just it's managed to be worse than it was last year. Um, and uh, y'all Ten just Hog, hate us because you anus, dude. As much as I rate Ten Hog, I don't think he can perform miracles with this squad. And I mean, they the, who, the one transfer that I've seen them bring in is Erickson and that left back Tyrell Militia. Yeah, Lisandro Martinez. Oh, Lisa, uh, I don't know. I don't know how successful he will be. He's like 5'10", 5'9". So? Literally, Fabio Cannavaro was like 5'8", and he's still... Bro, you're talking about a legend of the game. Lisandro Martinez has not shown any glimpses of being a legend in the game yet. So but you're still talking about size. To even, to even compare them is blasphemous. Bro, I'm going to say is all you need is four inches. I'm not comparing them. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying... <laughs> That size is not an indicator of uh, potential. Yeah, but sure the ocean in the, the ocean. <laughs> no, but on Chelsea, the reason the reason I have Chelsea so low is because they lost all their back three, and they haven't reinforced. Because I mean, right now they, if they were to start today, their back three would consist of Thiago Silva, Koulibaly, and either Malang Sar or Trevor Chalaba. And I don't rate that back just three at all. Yeah, but he's a right back, right wing back, center, and cover center back when he needs to. But it's the same thing with City. Uh, I don't think I think they're gonna have to mesh. I think you mentioned it too. It's like they're gonna they have they're gonna have to make too much signings and then to incorporate them so quickly is not gonna work. And I see them finishing low because of that. Um, and I just don't like the defense they have right now. Like Diego Silva, usually injured, he's still solid. Koulibaly is about their only really nailed on starting back at the moment because he's not injured but Koulibaly I mean Thiago Silva is good as well but he's always injured so that's the reason I have Chelsea finishing solo I just 
think it's going to be try to mesh everyone too quickly and it's just not going to work out for them. Yeah. All right. Um, for me, I think it's going to be defined at the end of the season, but I think I think City are going to win it again this year, followed by Liverpool. Regardless of what y'all say, I think United are going to be in a better position. We just have to get rid of Ronaldo. Um, so I think they're going to be fourth. Chelsea third. I'm um, going to say Arsenal fifth and Tottenham sixth. Well, sorry, Aldo. Can you repeat all those? Losers. No, no, no. No, no. So it's City, Liverpool, United. What? Bro, this guy rates United as the third best team in the world. Hell yeah. He's and then Arsenal, losing, though, bro. Arsenal, Tottenham, and Chelsea. That's hey, dude, we can, we can laugh and make fun of all the while we want, bro, but last season, three of the four of us predicted United to finish third as well. Hey, but given last season, the, um, there was higher hopes. They brought in Varane, Ronaldo, and... Yeah, I think they brought Sancho. in someone else, and I thought they looked good. Yeah, Sancho, and I was like, dude, these guys got the tools, and then, uh, I don't know. All right. While we're on the subject Why of Premier League... the same squad besides two players? Bro, you never know in the game of football. But while we're on the topic of Premier League, Bro, I also want to... Fred. I also want to get y'all's opinions on who's going to get relegated this season because last season it was a very exciting race and ultimately it did come down to the wire and I expect this season to be nothing but the same. So yeah, I'm curious to see who you guys will think finish, well, who you guys think will finish in the bottom three. Um, I think, I think definitely one of them is Everton. Ooh, really? I think another one, yeah, dude, they lost versus an MLS team with their starting squad and it was 4-0 dude that's just embarrassing I think and uh, they've made good signings don't get me wrong but I just don't think Frank Lampard's the right coach to lead forward but, yeah, I'm going to go with Everton Bournemouth uh, I don't think they've made any good signings I think at the moment they're just making desperate signings I mean I think the most recent signing they signed uh, Neto from Barca which I'm more than happy with but that guy is uh, I, don't, I don't think that's enough to save them and then the third one's where I struggle because there's a lot of these teams have reinforced themselves real good. But I don't know because there's three, three, three possible contenders. I say there's Nottingham Forest, there's Fulham, and then there's Brentford. Oh yeah, I was wrong. Oh no, Brentford. I don't think so. But the thing is, Nottingham Forest and Fulham have actually um, reinforced themselves quite well. So, fuck, I don't know. That's difficult. You know what? I'm just going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with a random team. I'm going to go with, uh, no, not even Leeds. I was going to say Leeds, but Leeds reinforced themselves pretty good. Too. Bro, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to say Southampton. So... <laughs> 
All right. Southampton, dude. I haven't heard them doing any that much business here in the transfer window. I agree with you for the most part. I think Bournemouth is in danger. I think Fulham is also in danger. And I know you said Leeds made some reinforcements, but they lost Rafinha and Calvin Phillips, two of their most important players. I think they're going to be in danger of getting relegated. They were in danger last season, and they had both of them. So they're definitely going to be Remember last season? Remember last season, one of the one of their starting lineups consisted of six academy players, like under twenty ones, because they were they were very most of their squad was injured, and this season they're starting off on a like fresh start. So I, I, I don't and know. It's how you just Marsh, he's still improving in the Premier League. I don't know. I, I think they they are in danger. They might not get relegated, but. Actually, I'm going to say it's difficult, isn't it? Leeds is going to get relegated. They're going to be in 18th. What? You got Fulham last. Then you got Bournemouth second to last. Dude, let me let me read you the reinforcements, Fulham, real quick. Chris, you really, Fulham, Chris, you really pissing off American fans, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they lost Rafinha and Phillips, oh. but bro, they reinforced with Tyler Adams, Brendan Aarons. No, I'm just playing. Who knows if they'll be proven in the Premier League? But damn, Wait, bro, let me see. Let it's kind of harsh. <laughs> Bro, they've reinforced them. Do they got Lawrence DeBock, Kiko Casilla, Charlie Cresswell, Albert Costa, Tyler Roberts, Mark Rota, Mark Roca from Bayern Munich, Christensen from Salzburg, Tyler Adams, Luis Sinistera. Do that guy might be a really might prove to be one of the the best buys in the transfer window because he's solid, and Brendan Aronson. Bro, I just don't see. That's why I struggle to pick the third team because I just don't see a lot of these teams struggling to survive. Well, it's difficult. That's all I got to say. All right, let me give my two cents. So I agree with you guys with Bournemouth and there was one team, Bournemouth and Fulham. No, Fulham, yeah. I, uh, I, I, know, I know Fulham have reinforced, but let's be honest. Fulham in the Premier League versus Fulham in the Championship is a completely different team. So I don't have much hopes for them. Southampton, uh, James Ward-Prowse will solely keep them up. Not in Forest. I think they'll barely squeak relegation. I think Jesse Lingard will be very pivotal to that. Um, Brentford, they might be down there, but I don't know. They lost Christian Eriksen, but arguably they kept their best player in Norgard. So I think they'll do enough just to stay up. Everton, barely. Uh, I'm gonna go for a shocker here to finish uh, 18th. I think Leicester City will get relegated because they have yet to make a single signing in this transfer window. Nah, they've That's lost outrageous. key players. Bro, that is outrageous. They lost key players, and um, their manager is going on off the rails. If you ask me, so I think Leicester City will finish 18th. It'll come down to the wire, match day 38. But yeah, I do think by the end of the season they'll get relegated. It's outrageous. Not the Foxes. There's no way. No, you know what? I changed my opinion. United will finish 18th. <laughs> now that I Definitely can... no way. <laughs> let, let me let, listen to who... Let, listen to a Fulham guy here in the transfer window real quick. They got Palinha from Sporting Portugal. They got Pereira from United. They got Mbabu from Wolfsburg. 
They got Leno from Arsenal. They got Manor Salon from Shakhtar. Apparently, he's really good for the future. They got Angiza from back from Napoli, and they got Steven Sessegnon. Dude, that's that's a solid squad, a solid reinforcements. You know, I think that's enough to stay up in the prem. If I'm being honest. No, in all seriousness, I'm still sticking with Leicester. What do you think, Aldo? No. I mean, definitely not Leicester. But, I mean, a lot of people would say Forrest, but I, I think I think they're they're going to stay on uh, in the Prem. I think they will be fighting a little bit for relegation, but they'll be safe at the end. Oh, crap, man. Who do we have? I mean, right off the bat, I think Bournemouth might get relegated. Fulham. Oh, man. The third one is tricky. How do you guys not know? How do you not if you guys agree with me on saying uh, Everton? It's a good show, but I think it's it's a bit far fetched. They're, they're they're doing definitely worse than Leeds United, in my opinion. Yeah, how can you back them after losing to an MLS team four 0 bro? That's just ridiculous. Bro, well, Minnesota crazy. United is a proven Western Conference MLS playoff. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> they are the best of the best. Yeah, I mean, Brian is losing a good amount of players. They're losing Marco Correa to Chelsea. Well, they got Graham Potter, though. The next pep. <laughs> the English pep, as some, of them, as some people refer to him. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with uh, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. <laughs> Crystal Palace, bro. Bro. What? Well, not the team from Ted Lasso. <laughs> well, yeah, bro. I mean, they were they were pretty close to relegation last season too. They, they escaped, but they were close last season too. Dang, we all. Nah, you know what? You know what? I'll go with Southampton, actually. I think Patrick Vieira is he's improving. I mean, he did he did give some great performances managing Crystal Palace, you know, one against uh, Man City. That one I can't forget. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Southampton, Fulham, and what was my third one? Bournemouth. You know what, real quickly, I'm going to switch mine. Okay, so, uh, so I'm going to keep Bournemouth and Everton. And I'm actually going to go with Wolves going down. I was just looking at the transfers. Ooh. And they've actually not bought anyone. While they do have a solid squad, I don't think it's... I think they might be a surprise of this year going down. So I'm going to go with another bad shout instead of Southampton. Wait, who'd you say? Uh, Wolverhampton. Ooh. The team probably came in this place. It's not a bad shout. 
Dude, they've legit, they haven't, oh, have they bought anyone? I, I haven't I, heard I don't of them anyone. So they've lost Ruben Vinagre, Marcal, Roman Saiz, John Rudy, Louis Molden, Kijana Hover, Fabio Silva, Renat Dadashoff. I don't know, but they were rivals. Here are rivals Nathan Collins from Burnley, He Chan Huang from Leipzig. I guess they did buy him. And then they got three players back from Lowe. Well. But yeah, I'm still saying uh, Wolves for that 18th spot. Yeah, the Donker's still there. I was thinking of the other young Portuguese player that left. That's all, folks. All right. What about top goal scorer, y'all? You guys think one of the new boys, Nunez or Holland, will win? Or do you guys think a proven Premier League striker like Harry Kane will win the Golden Boot? Mm. I'm going to go with yeah, dude, me personally, I'm going to go with Kane. I think Nunez and Holland will go for a bit of an adjustment period. It's going to take some time for them to get the goals. But Kane, I think he's proven just how proficient he is at goal scoring. And I think this season is his season. Either him or Salah. I think it's going to be one of those two. Uh, I'm still going to stick with you either Salah. Oh, dude, there's actually three. Fuck you all, though. Well, you, you know what? I'm going to say it's though. I know, but last season, he uh, his XG versus his expected XG was a lot higher. Like I think he had like a twelve XG and twenty four goals when he was only expected to score like twelve or fifteen, which is ridiculous. And I'm not saying he can't do it again, but two seasons in a row does seem a bit difficult to me. But, you know, I just have a feeling it's going to be Harry Kane. I'm gonna go with Harry Kane. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Then last question I have Premier League related before we move on to the pick Who do you guys think will be the first manager in England to be sacked? Whoever's uh, managing from Leeds. Oh, hold on. Ollie, you said who? You said Jesse Marsh, who manages Leeds. Yes. Who did you say? Yeah. I said Fulham's manager. I'm going to go right. with... Um... Either Wolves manager or Frank Lampard. Damn. <laughs> Bro, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say Frank Lampard. Surprised none of y'all went with Eric Ten Hag. Bro, they haven't backed him. If he gets sacked, bro, before <laughs> the board has backed him, bro, like, there's going to be riots. And man- Why well, say that? But then that's what I thought about other managers, too. But. Now that just looked bad on the United board if they sack him without truly backing him. Yeah, bro. I mean, he's just. I mean, it is it is kind of his fault because he's pretty much gone Frankie de Jong or bust. He's pretty much he wants his first choice targets, and if he doesn't get them, he's like very stubborn in that regard. So uh, it, it, it's a can it's you, a two way. Can you blame him? I mean. No, but at the same time, you heard what he said. He pretty much said, if we don't get Frankie de Jong, we'll develop our own. Instead of being like, oh, I'd like to get this player. This He's just like, it's just like, bro, come I, on. He kind of has some leniency. I like that. It's actually. like with Stryker, too. He wants Benjamin Sesco. 
he wanted uh, Anthony, and then Ajax priced him out. And, you know, it's pretty more, it was pretty much Anthony or bust. Yeah. I don't know, honestly. But yeah, I'm still sticking with Wolves or Frank Lampard. It's going to be the first one. Because didn't Everton go through three managers last year? They went down. They? Just two, never mind. No, that, I was thinking of Watford. Watford, did they, oh yeah, they did go through three managers. They went with the first one, and then they got Ranieri, and then they got that other guy. Yeah. God damn! Right, I got a quick Premier League related question. Who do you guys think will be the player of the year? Personally, I think once they hit the ground running, I think it's going to be Kevin De Bruyne. I was going to say Jack Grealish. Oh, that's ridiculous. Mm. Don't say that. Don't disrespect the player of the year award like that. (laughs) Uh, That's a a good question. I can can see Kevin Bruyne winning it. Any thoughts? I mean, bro, that's a hard question. Personally, how I see it is just when they hit the ground running, I think Kevin De Bruyne is just going to be assisting Haaland with his eyes closed. Yeah. I mean, historically, it's always come from one of the champion teams. So, yeah, any player from City or Liverpool is a good shout. Dang, dude. Unless someone like Bakayo Saka or Harry Kane or Son has an outstanding season, I don't see anyone else besides. Yeah, De Bruyne. Maybe Salah. Maybe Van Dyke. You know what? I'm going to go with Son. Hmm. He's going to do it. He's going to continue that form. He did get robbed last year, honestly. He did. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I mean, I said Liverpool to win the league, so I'm going to go with Salah. But with all that being said, y'all, I think we waited a long time to come back to our favorite segment on the pod. It is the Premier League Pick'em. It's been a while, guys, but for those of you that don't know, maybe you forgot or maybe you're just tuning in for the first time, uh, what the Premier League Pick'em basically is, it's on the NBC Sports Predictor app. They have a bunch of sports segments, but we play the Premier League Pick'em, where they pick five matches from the upcoming match week. And if you predict, sorry, if you predict the score and the outcome right, you can get a total of 10 points. And if you get all five correct, you win a jackpot of $50,000. And apart from money, you can also create your own little league, which the four of us have done here on 90 and 60 plus. And we play a season long season and whoever comes out on top with the most points at the end of it wins i guess we put our own jackpot in last season it was 100 bucks uh we haven't discussed what we're going to do this season oh but yeah guys premier league pick is back and i'm excited to get this segment back up and running so the first match on here guys is not the premier league opener which is a bit of a shocker that's palace and arsenal tomorrow friday august the 5th but it is spurs and southampton uh you know what i think Conte 
is going to be up there this season. I predicted Spurs to finish fourth, and I think they're going to show their dominance in this opening match. I think Spurs win three to nothing. Yeah, same. I was going to say the same. I think Spurs are going to continue. They're going to, as you said, you know, they're going to prove that they're going to be up there with the big boys this year. So yeah, three nothing. I agree with the Spurs win. I don't think they're going to score three, though. I think they're just going to score two. It's going to be two nil to Spurs. Uh, I mean, they're both in first right now. It's going to be a tough match. I think Spurs are going to win this quite comfortably. Uh, I think they're going to start off with a clean sheet as well. I'm going to say three, three nil. All right, in the next match, excuse me, Battle of the Blues, Everton versus Chelsea. Now it is at Goodison Park, but I think these are honestly two teams coming off a very, very weak preseason. Uh, Saul mentioned it earlier that Everton was defeated by an MLS club during preseason. Chelsea also did, I mean, technically on penalties, but they did draw the match. But out of the two, I do think Chelsea is the slightly better team. I think they're going to barely scrape out the victory. It's going to be a 2-1 victory for Chelsea. Yeah, I agree with you. We, we, I think, I don't know if you're reading my line or some shit, dude. But yeah, I said I said 2-1 to Chelsea. I think they'll squeak it out just because of, you know, they're getting their signings in late and whatnot. So otherwise, I'd say it would be a bigger scoreline. But 2-1, I think, is a fair score. Yeah, I think Chelsea also win this. I don't think Everton get a goal back, though. It's going to be a 2-0 to Chelsea. I mean, this, this is going to be a good first game for both teams. Um, like Chris was saying, they, they had a, a rough preseason. Chelsea, we'll see how they do after... You know, being t- taken over by new owners. Um, you know, they did lose key players. I think this is actually going to end up in a draw. Um, I think it's going to be a 1 1 draw. Then, next match on here Brighton versus Man United at Old Trafford. I think this match was going to dictate how much United will struggle this season and how much of an underdog Brighton will be this season despite losing arguably the best player in Kurkurea. But, you know, the only result I can see from this match is a draw. I think it's going to be 1-1, very narrow between the two. So, yeah, 1-1. But damn, dude, we got the same results. I do think, you know, I was going to say 1-1, but I think Brighton's going to pull this this one out. I think it's going to be 3-1 Brighton win. I mean, we saw what happened last Three. season. 3-1? Right. Last season, didn't they beat them like 4-5-1? Yeah, but it was when it was all disconnected. And it's pretty much the same team. You know what, you're right. Nah. They got 10 hog. I'll, I'll say 2-1, 2-1. 2-1 at Brighton. My final answer. Yeah, I, I said this one was going to be a draw. It might be 2-2 or 1-1. I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Yeah. 
we all have some crazy thoughts, but I'm going to say United's going to win 4 nil. And then the second match, what the, 4 nil? <laughs> oh yeah, you heard that right. <laughs> Damn, bro, I had a... I had to reprocess that all over again. Well, damn, all right. So, <laughs> at the second to last match, Leicester and Brentford. Um, I know I, I know I gave Leicester the 18th position in my prediction, and I think this match will kickstart their relegation battle for the entire season. So, I think Brentford win this game one 0 I'm actually going to disagree with you. I think Leicester win this game one 0 I think Brentford win this game 2-1. I'll say, I'll say it's going to be a nice, solid draw at 2-2. All right, in the last match, guys, West Ham versus Man City at the London Stadium. I want to say 3-0, but I said that for Spurs and Southampton, so I don't want to be repetitive. And I do think West Ham will get one goal back. They made some pretty good signings this season. So I'm going to go 3-1 to Man City. Erling Holland will not score in this game. Uh, I actually think West Ham made a lot of good signings, as you said. And for that reason, I think it's a tie. I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw. I'm going to agree with Christian. I think it is going to be 3-1. But I do think Haaland gets on the score sheet. Maybe twice, even. Boy, you're delusional. With the way he missed that sitter, not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. I think West Ham's going to win this 2-1, actually. All right, y'all. Wait, so did you say your prediction? Yeah, I said a 2-2 draw. Damn, I had to reprocess that one all over again. Well, all right. Yeah. They made a, some really good signing. They signed Aguirre and Skamaka. And as I said, I think City's going to struggle for the first few weeks. So this is one of those games where they'll struggle. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. The first of many Premier League Pick'em segments on 90 and 60 Plus in the bag. So tune in next week and feel free to play along at home on your uh, on your own. But, yeah, that's going to do it for the Pick'em and, I think, this week's podcast. So, very excited for the new season to kick off. And we'll also kick off a new season on our own. Season 1 of 90 and 60 Plus is over. And we're going to start Season 2 starting next week with our 50th episode. So, tune in for that, guys. And, as always, thank you for listening. Ch- check out our socials at Twitter and TikTok on nine, at 90 and 60 Plus. And as always, we'll see you next time. Adios. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Before I say bye, real quick, what are we wagering this season? Ah, good point. So we can talk about it afterwards. Nah, 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 nah. It's got to be right here, right now. Let's up the ante from last season. Two hundred bucks. Well, you know, you know the funny thing is, I never even got my book, my money. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs>
I remember you and I agreed that. Uh, yeah, I know me and you agreed, but I was saying these other. I think we have to wager something else. That's not money. I mean, wait. I so how much? How much do I owe you so I can sell you tomorrow? We agreed it was a hundred bucks between the three of the three losers, which wouldn't then be. I believe it was thirty-three dollars with thirty-three cents repeating, but <laughs> I'm fine with thirty, thirty-three bucks. I don't know. I'm gonna send you exactly thirty-three, thirty-three. It, I mean, any everything we want to wager includes money. You see, I was gonna say like a PS Five, but then everyone has to pitch in for the PS Five. Bro, PS Five. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Did you already? Yeah. Have <laughs> that escalated quickly, bro. No, I'm saying I was. I'm giving it as a, an example. Like if we say like a replica shirt, it's like it's money. I mean, I don't know what we can bet. That's about money. All right, what about uh, at the end of the season? No, you know what? Winner of this when we go out to see the Champions League final next season or next year, and we're all gonna go out, Chris. I don't want no more excuses next year. Uh, that person that won doesn't pay for anything. Ooh, I was gonna yeah, I was gonna say a round of beers at the bar or whatever. Yeah, I, I actually like that one, Chris. I actually like that one. So it can it can either be the Champions League final when we all go see it, or four of our, all four of us in town together and we all go out. That person doesn't have to pay for food or drinks. I say the Champions League final. Because usually by the time the Champions League Ooh, What about the, the World Cup? Are, are we going to be going to World Cup matches? Ooh. Ooh. That's Damn, bro, I got wet. Sounded <laughs> <laughs> like it. Wait, it, oh, that is true. It is in, it's in November, huh? Yeah. yeah. Do you, you know there's going to be watch All parties right. here in Denver for the U.S.? I mean. But the thing is, the oh, season yeah. won't be over by then, so never mind. I mean, we can still go watch the. Yeah, oh, yeah, bro. We, we're eventually gonna be start. I uh, have to start talking about the World Cup, though. But yeah, now I'm down for the Champions League one because by uh, by the Champions League final comes in, the Premier League's already been sorted out, uh, and the predictors already been sorted out too. Yeah, I say Champions League. Either that, right. or if someone comes up with something better, we can discuss it throughout the season. All right, it's settled. All right, I'll just say goodbye so we can stop recording. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. Love y'all. We'll see you next week. <laughs>